0: Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back Let's get it on. Oh, you want to
1: fight? You want to fight? I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is, is vexing enough.
0: You don't know anybody named Iris? I don't know nobody named Iris.
1: Can I have a piece of toast?
0: I don't give a damn what you think you
1: are entitled to. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Western demands.
0: How could you do this to me? Really, I want to know. Why did you do that?
1: What you feel only matters to you.
0: And the truth shall set you free! And that's all. No, no, not for the real fire. We the bond a family that very few can understand. Help me help you. <laughs> I don't do drugs. Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up, and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co host, Iris, and I am here with my older brother, Wesley. Today, we are discussing an Amazon original, the Torture Redacted Report.
1: <laughs> the Torture Report
0: Torture. <laughs> with the ever so handsome Adam Driver and Corey Stoll, who looks like Peter Sarsgaard, and John Hamm, who can't get away from playing FBI agents or government yeah. officials. For sure. And Annette Bedding, who I thought was Diane Keaton the whole time.
1: <laughs> and Matthew Reese, who p- only plays reporters <laughs> with met with Rob Balot face.
0: Exa- well, yeah. You know, I thought that Adam Driver was doing a lot of Rob Balot facing.
1: Well, that's kind of both of their faces. But I did in thinking about, OK, now I'm going to kind of organize my thoughts and prepare to review the report. And I got this confused with... Dark Waters several times. I was like, nope, that was the other movie.
0: The other movie where this disgruntled guy buries himself in six million files and then comes up with some terrible conspiracy?
1: Yep. What I'm calling now message movies, and which are made available to everyone and maybe the introduction for a lot of people to some serious stuff that's going down who are like, oh, that wasn't a great movie.
0: So this is this Wes Against the World Part Two?
1: No, this is a better movie than Dark Waters. It is told with more care. It is told with um, more clarity. And I wouldn't say better performances, uh, just that because a lot of capable people in both movies. The Report had some big stars, and they kept popping up, and I felt like they were justified, pretty much.
0: The stars were justified in their roles and not totally wasted like Anne Hathaway as Rob LaLotte's wife.
1: Right. Directed by Scott Burns, whose uh, other work... Is kind of returning to prominence these days. I think he is more relevant at the moment for having written *Contagion*, than for the report. Maybe not the most difficult thing to direct, but movies like this do require some focus uh, and clarity of themes and presentation that uh, that doesn't always come across.
0: Like because there's just so much information to convey.
1: A lot of important information to convey, and also how to track it effectively, so that you are compelled emotionally in a motion picture, while also sort of getting across clearly your subject matter, which is by far the most important thing. The themes of this movie are far more important than the techniques. And uh, sometimes, when it gets a little bit unwieldy, when there's a lot of information, I tend to blame the techniques for the vehicle, uh, you know, on which it's delivered. So if it doesn't, uh, if it feels like a fake movie to me, Mm -hmm. I think it does the actual subject matter a disservice?
0: Hmm. Important themes, important information. This movie is certainly chock full of them, but I don't feel like they give a lot of attention to prioritizing the information. Like, all of it's important, right? And thus, Adam Driver is kind of always at this breaking point, kind of fever pitch delivery of information. And it was hard for me to suss out, like, All right, what was the real threat here? Was it the torture itself, you know, the EIT? Or was it the American government's turning a blind eye to it? Or was it the American government's botched processes? Or D, all of the above?
1: The DOJ had a door opened for them with an opportunity to investigate, and they had sort of one chance to get it right were never confident that they would get it right, uh, given the limited information. I guess all the documents were vetted beforehand. And they were given a task to deliver a report, Dan Jones was, and was never sure on top of that if it was going to see the light of day.
0: Yeah, that was another recurring like, piece of drama, like, is this all for naught? Is it going to go away? I guess they introduced that theme at the top of the movie with Dan Jones talking to his attorney.
1: It was sort of their only one, their one opportunity to get it out, get it known and be able to prevent it in the future because maybe it was unprecedented access. So that led me to the question that I also had in Dark Waters, which was if the CIA controls everything, why would they choose to make that available if they were vetting documents? Was that just a a general disclaimer?
0: Or a total oversight on the vetting process at the CIA. I mean, it is a little weird that they would not only allow access to their documents, but they would give them this kind of private space within CIA headquarters. Like, it's just, it's, it is all very weird. Like, why do you document your own damning actions? Why do you freely pass those on to inquiring minds and then get upset that they piece together the whole story the damning story
1: right well take it easy with private room because obviously it wasn't private and we did see an instance of the cia raiding that room but it could have been happening consistently throughout
0: that's true did dan jones hack the system or was the panetta report freely given to him in his access to cia cia documents
1: Well, as he had said, how was he supposed to have hacked the system when it wasn't part of the mainframe, the CIA mainframe? It wasn't connected. They were in a box. So I think that it was accidentally the Panetta report was made available to him, which was which just kind of corroborated all the other findings. And it wasn't mentioned in the film that the document that he found was actually the Panetta report, which has never been seen by the public.
0: Which is still classified.
1: So I'm not sure if it was after the New York Times published a piece about the tapes made of the extreme interrogation techniques being destroyed, which kind of launched this whole investigation or prompted it. Right. But apparently Panetta, who was the head of the FBI at the time, knew that the Senate Intelligence Committee's investigation was forthcoming and didn't want to be surprised by what he had found. So he wanted to be prepared with his own internal investigation, which is why it was never made public.
0: Okay, So what does that mean?
1: Well, the CIA can censure and redact things from the report prepared by Dan Jones.
0: Well, they were kind of extended that olive branch by the Senate, yeah.
1: But they were less likely to do so when the head of the FBI conducts an internal investigation which was never intended to be released to the public. So when Dan Jones is writing his own, which is intended to be released to the public, they wonder how much he can piece together. And when he has when he comes up with his findings and they're corroborated by the Panetta report, it's much easier for to him to assume that he's on the right track. It bolsters his confidence in the investigation that he's undertaken. Okay. But the timeline jumping around, I found the timeline confusing and The little timeline graphic, the janky graphic they had, didn't really do much to aid that. It felt disconnected from everything. I kind of disregarded them. How did you feel?
0: In general, when dates are thrown at me, I kind of... They don't really give me a ton of context, so I kind of ignore them. Right. So they they were probably about as effective as they were in Dark Waters, which is also a story that spans, what, Which also had a janky graphic, right, where you have a, a
1: little lower third, which gives us the year but without much context. right? But I get it that they were trying to be as accurate as possible in displaying when this information was revealed or where the process was, how long it took. But at the same time, for the sake of thoroughness, we got to see a lot of the enhanced interrogation techniques, a.k.a. torture, of the application of these techniques, right? Which I initially resisted. I thought, well, this is kind of subjecting the audience to the thing that we're decrying, right? Who would, I I could imagine some people seeing it and thinking, well, that's what terrorists should go through. That's the punishment they deserve, not a suit in a court of law and imprisonment with three squares, uh, three square meals a day.
0: You think there are people who watch this film and thought those acts were justifiable?
1: Well, referenced in the movie Zero Dark Thirty was a similar movie with a lot of extreme interrogation techniques, which held it up to be. An effective measure, because according to that movie, those interrogation techniques directly led to intelligence, which brought them to bin Laden. Hmm. And I thought that was kind of extreme and unpleasant. But at the same time, I do think that it was kind of essential to viscerally show how extreme these measures were.
0: Yeah, they, it's hard. It's...
1: Uh, yeah, otherwise, just reading it on the page, it doesn't have the impact. It would have the same impact, essentially, that it did when the contractors gave their ridiculously hilarious PowerPoint. Right. Demonstrating their torture techniques.
0: I mean, you can read the um, filmmakers' perspective in on that scene, right? Like, I mean, they were presented as being pretty ridiculous, incredible characters, right? Don't you think that was the filmmakers' intent for us?
1: Yeah, well, I, I kind of viewed it as a removal from reality. Right. We're talking about a psychological interrogation process as opposed to physical torture, where you have a stick figure with little drops of water, you know, above their head to suggest waterboarding.
0: Like a more metaphorical, removed from reality kind of presentation of what it actually is. And then we see it in practice.
1: And in practice, when it comes to that, in fact, from what I've read, Part of the reason that this uh, investigation was launched was because there were communiques, there were official transmissions from the people applying these techniques that they were suffering trauma from them. They were crying and despondent and de- depressed and had to leave the room and were nauseous and were begging to be relieved of those duties. We don't want to do this anymore.
0: Oh, CIA agents who wanted to be removed from the process. Right.
1: Completely against the procedures, regardless of their efficiency, who had a real problem on a human level torturing other people. And that is not what we saw in this movie. Essentially, it was the contractors who were wholly sadistic and and remorseless. Right. But that sort of human level might have lent itself well to this movie where we could understand that this film is decidedly against those practices. We were kind of left to make that distinction on our own and through the outrage of of Adam Driver's character.
0: I wonder if James Mitchell or Bruce Jensen, the so-called Air Force psychologists, are dead because they're awfully defamed in this.
1: From my understanding, uh, Scott Burns, the director of the film, one of the first people that he contacted directly were the contractors. Oh, and that's not to say because he had a personal interaction with them that he would portray them favorably in the fi- in the film, because I think decidedly they weren't. Right. But I guess they're still around, enjoying their money. That seemed like an awfully high billing for a PowerPoint.
0: Yeah. Well, they were. They actually carried out the torture techniques themselves, which I thought was really weird. Like they would show up in suits and stuff to go to CIA meetings, and then they would like put on their ski masks and torture people right that's a weird sociopathic multiple personality kind of thing going on
1: and I think that's what would be necessary right to in in order to enact these measures which look good on paper until you have to be in the room torturing people until they die some of them yeah so a lot going on in this movie obviously and it seems like like sort of like dark waters it seems like a difficult movie to make to convey a lot of information by limited means, but thankfully they were given all the time that they needed to film this project and basically all the money, unlimited resources, kind of like post 9-11, they said the budget is what you need it to be, right? They originally approved 50 days and an $18 million budget. Oh wait, and then a couple of days before filming, Principal Photography began, their budget got slashed from $18 million to $8 million and their shooting schedule condensed from 50 days to 26 days. Why? I don't know. But that's a pretty tough break for a first-time director.
0: I mean, Amazon's got deep pockets. Why would they do that?
1: Amazon acquired this movie two days after its premiere in Sundance. Oh. So whoever the financiers were, they threw Scott Burns in the deep end.
0: That sucks. I mean, this happens, though. I think the same thing happened to Dallas Buyers Club.
1: And, uh... That required commitment on Matthew McConaughey's part, a real physical commitment right. that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that transcends or exceeds budgetary expectations or prep time, you know? Yeah. And so that, those results are apparent on screen. So what I'm saying is that the report was told and executed fairly enough, especially when you're aware of the limited resources they had at their disposal. Um, Scott Burns was never allowed to read the full torture report. He didn't have the appropriate clearance.
0: Did he interview Daniel Jones? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to
1: 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin!
0: Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price,
0: Priceline Life is hard but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier Hi, my name is Blue Toulousma I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Toulousma a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room a great conversation is almost guaranteed Join us every week here on ElectricCast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. Electricast.
1: Yes, he did extensively. And of course, uh, and so Daniel Jones has been involved in the process kind of from the beginning. and He was uh, present for the premiere and a lot of the screenings.
0: Like with most political dramas where you see how big and unwieldy the American political system is. Like, I don't walk away from this with any hope. Like, I feel like these dramas always end with, like, hopelessness, that our system is capable of, of preventing something like this from happening again. I feel very hopeless yep. after watching the report.
1: Well, there is more accountability. There is actual discernible change affected at least In terms of lawmaking, which has prevented the CIA from practicing these extreme interrogation techniques. But then again, the president was never aware at the time what's to stop them from doing it now.
0: Exactly. Like, I mean, who's going to stop people with power doing what they want to do behind closed doors? I don't know. Are they so far removed from reality that they think this is in any way normal or acceptable?
1: I, I don't know. Like, I would never want to be a policeman, but policemen have to go and do some horrible things on a daily basis. And they see their job is to deal with the worst of society, yep. the worst a society has to offer all day long. It's only criminals. And you would think that that would have an, an impact. And I think generally the impact is it a desensitizes them and and B makes them more jaded. They are people with with feelings and uh, morals who see those challenged on a daily basis, it's a small wonder that they snap sometimes.
0: Yeah. So do you feel similarly that this is an important story to be told? and that I do. And that dissimilarly this was a good vehicle to deliver it?
1: Yes, but there is no accountability on our parts. We can see the end of the movie where the CIA is no longer allowed to practice the EITs, and we think, well, we're glad that's taken care of but it's horrible the things we we are allowed to do for a short period of time. We don't know. It just sort of plants the seed of suspicion and fear about the things that are going on behind the scenes. It's like it's not wrong until it's regulated somehow. Right. And there's a difference between the U.S. government and DuPont from dark waters, obviously. But is there? It's tremendously difficult to go up against the U.S. government. You get a good-sized wrench and you throw it into the machine, but you throw a wrench into the works, that's the size of the U.S. government. It's not going to do a whole lot of damage.
0: Right, and in this sense, the U.S. government and big corporations really aren't that different. Like, they're kind of the same animal, and they're so influential and deeply entrenched in the fabric of society or whatever. It just feels really hopeless, and then these people spend their entire lives trying to make a case against them, and the difference that they're able to make is, like, nominal to the damage that the government or the company causes.
1: And to your earlier point, or a point from another review, sometimes the actions of these people don't find their way to the public national consciousness. Sometimes they're a footnote in history until a director or Hollywood comes along and presents a dramatized account of the facts. This is like a further summary of the torture report in less than two hours. Right. And, uh, you know, for the resources they had, I think it was pretty well done. I thought that Annette Bening was pretty solid as Feinstein. She doesn't look tremendously like her, but I thought that her mannerisms and her sort of slower delivery were pretty well done.
0: Yeah, she felt pretty kick ass
1: yeah. And in fact, nobody took me out. It was serviceable in a way that this movie is not meant to be flashy or stylistic. It was meant to present a very important issue. And I think it did. And it wasn't distracting in uh, in any of the technical ways that I had problems with certain other movies. And for the sort of truncated amount of time that they had and the budget, I think that they did a good job. I like Adam Driver. Even Adam Driver said that 2019 had way too much Adam Driver in it.
0: I don't know if that's possible.
1: But none of those movies had way too much Adam Driver ears in them because he's limited, I think, in his roles where he has to have hair to cover them honkers. But I do. I like him. I think he's good. Uh doesn't look anything like Dan Jones, who's actually a strikingly handsome dude.
0: In a weird kind of Adam Driver esque kind of way.
1: Dan Jones looks more like Matthew Reese than Adam Driver.
0: <laughs> Adam Driver is like the is like the Elizabeth Moss of drama dudes. You just can't stop looking at his face.
1: But for whatever reason, he's really good at what he does and doesn't have to be the Tom Cruise type.
0: So Unlike Dark Waters, where I felt like the subject matter was important enough to push it over the edge, I don't feel like Report is a good movie. It's it is it's very important subject matter. I think that goes without saying. But it seemed like it was presented so factually, and so matter of factly that like, I don't really know what the filmmakers were trying to say, or maybe they were trying to say too much. And it all becomes a little overwhelming and a little jumbled in my mind.
1: So you're going with?
0: So I'm going to go with boring. And it was kind Man. of boring, like legitimately.
1: <laughs> in, a, in an alternate universe where Dark Waters never existed, I might have been closer to your review. But given that they were so similar in so many ways, this movie in avoiding the pitfalls that sank Dark Waters in my mind warrants a slightly higher review. And I think this one cleared the bar for me. I would give it an all right reveal. Uh, It doesn't mean it was pleasant to watch, but uh, I definitely felt the the drama and the suspense and the tension and the frustration and the idea that the report would never see the light of day. Uh, So at least I'm happy to have seen the movie. That doesn't mean I will pick up even the abridged uh, version of the report, but I am against the EITs. So moving forward, I will not be torturing anybody. And I hope that the people <laughs> that re- who forward. represent me will not, <laughs> will, not, will not torture anyone.
0: That's the thing, dude. Like, I came into this story, I came into this film being like, yeah, torture, torture sucks. Like, torture's bad. And I left, like, leaving the movie being like, yeah, torture, torture's bad. <laughs> I didn't have an arc as a viewer.
1: Does anybody buy this movie? Does anybody buy this movie on DVD? And Blu-ray?
0: No, because it's on Amazon. 4, 4K
1: with digital copy?
0: You'd see it in IMAX, I'm sure of that. <laughs> You'd see anything in IMAX, even if it's on Amazon.
1: That's true. If given the opportunity, except The Irishman, which did play theatrically. And I thought, hmm, maybe. And then I was like, yeah, good, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but speaking of, I mean, the report's kind of like on a similar scale with The Farewell, where it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense on, on Amazon. It kind of makes sense as digital... Or streaming first you know not big theatrical play for you know small relatively contained movie and in this case about some really important subject matter I mean maybe it's a good thing it's a good thing that it's on prime and that it's available to the masses Um, and hopefully people do watch it but I can't give it a good an overall good what about Sarah Goldberg what Sarah Goldberg the April character
1: who's Sarah Goldberg
0: she was the April character she was on the Senate committee She was with him in the room the whole time. Oh. Decided she wanted to leave. Oh yeah. She's from Barry. Oh my God. How do you watch such crap
1: TV and don't see any of the classic movies? Oh my god. I watch Barry and I watch Girls. And I watch what we do in the shadows. And I watch this and I watch that. Alien. I've never seen Alien. I should probably watch Alien. It's
0: because I'm not old and stodgy.
1: Whatever. Let's wrap (laughs) this thing up.
0: Well, we're done. That was our talk on the report, a boring from Iris, unfortunately, even despite its very important subject matter. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the report. Give us a call or send us an email, 818-835-0473 or whatevermovies at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. An electric gas production. See you there. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back Podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric acid.